Excerpt from the audiobook, Aliens in the Backyard, UFO Encounters, Abductions, and Synchronicity. The authors are Trish and Rob McGregor, and it was published in 2013 by Crossroads Press. What you're about to hear is an eight-minute long excerpt from the audiobook. All of these stories can be boiled down to a single burning question. What is the nature of reality? For an abductee, that answer lies in an area so gray, so muddled, so riddled with inconsistencies that connecting the dots is impossible. Just ask Diane Fine. Missing Pregnancy In high school, Diane was diagnosed with cystic ovary disease. Ovarian cysts are small, fluid-like sacs that develop in a woman's ovaries. Most are benign, but certain types of ovarian cysts may cause infertility. Diane had three surgeries by the time she was in her late teens and was told she could never get pregnant. While living in a college town in upstate New York, Diane went to her family doctor because she was feeling so exhausted and frequently nauseous. After a urine test and a pelvic exam, he informed her she was eight weeks pregnant. She was shocked, and so was her doctor. Due to her previous surgeries, he deemed her pregnancy to be high risk and referred her to a clinic in Burlington, Vermont. In that part of New York in 1979, there were no major medical facilities, and people had to travel to Syracuse, New York, or to Burlington, Vermont, to see specialists. The trip to Vermont took three hours by car and included a ferry ride across Lake Champlain. The day of her appointment, Diane and her two roommates left early that morning and hoped to explore Burlington for a few hours before her late afternoon date at the clinic. It was a gorgeous spring day, she recalled, and our drive was going as planned. We passed Dannemora Prison and went through the small town of Dannemora without incident, it's after this that things got very, very strange. Just for a frame of reference, the village of Danamora is part of the town of Saranac in the Adirondacks. It has been inhabited in one form or another since 1838, with the town's actual incorporation occurring in 1901. The prison, Diane refers to, opened in 1845 and was once known as the Clinton Correctional Facility. It was a maximum security facility and employed convicts to work in the iron industry. From 1900 to 1972, Danamora also housed a hospital for the criminally insane. Think about that. Seventy-two years of dark energy that infused a particular location, energized it, perhaps even defined it. A place haunted by inmates who had lost their minds in prison and now faced an even worse sentence as patients in a hospital for the criminally insane. At some point in this period, electroshock treatments were common. Danamora, the town and the prison, became synonymous among many in New York for the place where the criminal nutcases were confined. It was the kind of place that Ken Casey described eloquently in One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Just after passing through Danamora, 
Diane and her roommates encountered a thick bank of fog, and visibility shrank to practically zero. If you've ever been caught in dense fog, then you know how eerie it can be. Vague shapes around you, visibility of less than a foot, that strange dampness in the air, the odor of wetness and earth. It's creepy. Diane and her roommates saw a gravel driveway just off to their right, pulled in, and found themselves outside a big old barn that had been remade into a bar restaurant. They went inside to wait out the fog, approached the counter, sat down. Diane recalls that the couple behind the counter were older, white-haired. They were quite short, five feet tall at the most. They seemed warm and friendly, though I can't remember anything they said. Diane and her roommates ordered sodas. As they waited for their drinks, she looked around the high-ceilinged room and noticed many old photos and farm-related antiques on the wall. She couldn't see anything outside the windows. The fog hugged the old barn. When the sodas arrived, Diane sipped at hers and noticed it was strangely sweet, thick, and warm as it went down. I had never tasted anything like it before. I have no memory after this point until two hours later. The next thing Diane knew, she and her roommates were at the ferry station, preparing to cross to Burlington with no idea how they'd gotten there. It didn't just feel like the Twilight Zone, it was the Twilight Zone. And how had it gotten to be so late in the afternoon? But there was no time to worry or fret about any of it, no time to pick it apart. Diane didn't want to be late for her clinic appointment. They arrived at the clinic just in time for her appointment. She was called into the examining room where the nurse practitioner read the doctor's referral. I see you're eight weeks pregnant, she said to Diane. Let's take a look. The nurse practitioner performed a pelvic exam and immediately seemed confused. She called another woman into the room who looked at Diane's file and also examined her. The women conferred for a moment. Then the nurse practitioner announced, This is an unpregnant womb. Diane was floored. Was the referring doctor mistaken? she asked. The nurse practitioner shook her head. No, your urine test was positive. He examined you thoroughly. His diagnosis couldn't be wrong. But you are not pregnant. At this point, Diane panicked. I knew that what had happened in the fog, with the missing time, had something to do with the fact that I was no longer pregnant. But what? This was before UFO abductions were a part of pop culture, so I had no idea what had happened. I didn't mention the fog incident, but I was so distraught the clinic gave me a Valium, then sent me on my way. They didn't have a clue what to say to me. When Diane left the clinic, she told her roommates she wasn't pregnant. They were as perplexed as she was. They headed home, taking the same route. Before reaching Denimora, they looked for the converted barn. We found the gravel drive, but it didn't lead anywhere. The building wasn't there. It was just gone, like it had never existed. Diane and her roommates never discussed the incident again. Not only was it too weird to talk about, but she was deeply traumatized by what had happened.
It wasn't until five years later that she read stories of missing time, missing babies, and aliens. That's when I knew for sure what had happened in that fog, in that barn bar. My baby was somehow removed from my uterus during that missing time. An event that mainstream science considers impossible occurred near a prison whose name is synonymous with insanity. Diane recognized the synchronicity. It's a dark trickster, she said, and with these experiences there are invariably weird consequences.